We're doing something pretty different on the podcast today. Now that we're a few months into stay-at-home orders, maybe you find yourself not feeling 100% mentally and physically. Maybe you've got brain fog or just feel worn out. Or maybe you just need a little love. If you know anything about Christina Pascucci, you know she's spiritual and wants to do everything she can to uplift others. But at the same time, it's important, especially now in these uncertain times, that we find opportunities to uplift ourselves. Today happens to be World Meditation Day. Christina is speaking with Shaman Durek. He's a sixth-generation shaman and author. His teachings have impacted thousands of people, from diverse public figures like Nina Dobrev and Gwyneth Paltrow, to tech giants like Bulletproof Coffee founder Dave Asprey. And now, he wants to help you. He shared how to practice spirit talk. You'll hear what that is a little later in the conversation with Christina. And he shares a simple practice for rejuvenation, which, frankly, we all need right now. Shaman Durek also shares how we can celebrate World Meditation Day with some of the biggest teachers of our time to discover ourselves and find clarity. Here's Christina's conversation with Shaman Durek. Let's talk more about your shamanism. When I thought of shaman, at least a few years ago, I think it's evolving as we speak, but I used to think of um, a person who would take people into the forest to find or to take ayahuasca in Peru. <laughs> and so it's it's much different. How do you define a shaman uh, in terms of how it works for you? So for me, I define shamanism as uh, a way to teach people how to remember themselves. I believe that shamanism, because the core of shamanism is based in relationship. The ayahuasca part is like a tiny little part, and it depends upon what culture it's coming from. If it's Peruvian or if it's African or if it's Sami, which is Nordic or, you know, whatever. Everyone, every shaman, shamanistic cultural background has its own way of helping people to break through walls. But really, shamanism is about relationship. Relationship to the food you eat, relationship to yourself, relationship to your friends, relationship to your community, relationship to your family, relationship to your ancestors relationship to nature and relationship to your environment and how you live your environment. And so the greater and authentic your relationship, the more easier and more happier and more freer you are as a person. And the more you actually, uh, you know, move away from that real authentic relationship and you start to build relationships out of like agendas or ideas of hustle or any of these things, the more stressful, the more, you know, more stagnant you become, the more inflammation you build in your body because you're, you're literally constricting your life. And a lot of times people don't realize that a shaman's role is not here to be your teacher. I'm not your guru. I'm not your teacher. I'm just here to help you remember who you are. So I'm just saying, hey, when people come to see me, I'm not saying you're here to see me. You're here to see yourself. I'm holding space with unconditional love for you to see you without any pretense, without any kind of like hiding or, you know, moving things around so you don't, you know, to play smoke and mirrors with yourself. But like, here's who you are. Here's who you are in the total of your being, meaning that what you are isn't who you are and that you get to create yourself however you want. And so the past, you, doesn't exist and because you've died many times to become who you are today. So really getting you to understand that so you're not locked. Because a lot of times people will lock themselves into their past and then hold on to trauma from their past, which keep, which keep, you know, which keeps uh, breaks down uh, the mental system a lot, which is why we have so many mental disorders and depression, 
suicide. I mean, you name it, because people are still beholding to these ideas of what they think they should have been or the mistakes or the things are the painful things that happened to them. And so they're locking that trauma in and they're creating post-traumatic stress disorder. They're, they're not allowing themselves to move out of that, you know, of that energy and of that consciousness. And so for me, when I'm sitting down with psychotherapists or doctors and they're referring people to me or I'm sitting down with families, I help them to understand how to adapt and how to thrive, especially at this time with the coronavirus. Because I wrote a book, Spirit Hacking, and I, I, talk, I, I, I was warning people about this time. That's why I had to get the book out before 2020, because the book was supposed to be called 2020, it's the blackout, are you ready? And my publisher was like, that's just too much, that's too cryptic. So because my friend is Dave Asprey, and he's like, I'm the biohacker, I was like, okay, well, I'm the spirit hacker, so let's call it spirit hacking. I downloaded your book. I can't wait to read it. And you're touching on so many things right now. Um, Let's start with just the quest to find oneself. People spend their entire lives doing that. And during this time, so many people have had their identity stripped from them. So what are some steps that people can take to figure out who they are? And then also while we're on that quest, what I've noticed a lot of times, you know, for myself, I can speak from personal experience. I do all this spiritual or personal work. And then uh, my best friend since I was 12 will see me how I was when I was 15. And it feels like you revert back and go back and, you know, all that progress is, is almost taken from you. So how do you move through all of that? Okay, these are two questions, so I'm going to take them. Yeah. Okay. So let's go first off with the idea of the quest to find yourself. So the first key is to remove the quest to find yourself. The, the first, the element of true reward comes into acceptance of the self and accepting that you're not working on yourself. Cause you said, I do these spiritual things and I'm working on myself. You're not doing spiritual things and you're not working on yourself. You're embracing evolution. And a lot of times people like to like go, I'm working on myself. I have to work on yourself. You have to work on your relationship. No, you have to accept evolution. You have to understand that that we live on a planet that evolves and we human beings yet haven't taken responsibility to realize that we're also evolving. And so the idea of working on yourself or doing any of these things is just you enhancing yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the consciousness of always people always wanting to make the cup empty by saying like, you need to learn to love yourself. No, you already love yourself. Now it's about enhancing that love, right? So if we look at life from a place of enhancement and accepting evolution, you already take off the, the pressure of the I have to. Because the I have to has been told to you since you were a child. You have to do this to do this. If you don't do this, you don't get love. If you don't do this, you get in trouble. If you don't do this, you're not going to get a good, good uh, grades. You're not going to get into a good college one day. You're not going to be able to pay your bills. I mean, the list of stress that comes from the you have to and the rules and regulations that follow it has caused people to be so much in turmoil with themselves because they spent their whole lives believing that if I get a job, I get married, I have kids, I do these things, that everything is going to be okay because I have a government, I have a system that supports me and and it's going to do because I did what I was supposed to do. So now it's going to do what it's supposed to do. And what we're finding out with the coronavirus is that the biggest issue that people are having is the loss of control. It's the idea that you think you really control things. 
and you really think that there is some level of control that governs your life for you to feel safe in that control. And what we have to realize is that safety is based on us coming back to ourselves, to what's real, our family, our friends, uh, you know, uh, children, nature, good food, good rest, yes. great times, lots of laughter, right? The basic essentials of human living, right? Yes. So what we say to really be a human being, that's what it requires. Now, all the other stuff that we've created has been really distracting us from what's really important. So instead of us freaking out, we can take this time to sit, to sit in ourselves and to say, where am I have not, where in my life have I not been willing to really be truthful about what brings me joy, what makes me happy, what makes me feel life is easy. Because accumulation, and we know in shamanism, to accumulate a lot of stuff just makes you feel more, that you have to accumulate more, and you have to accumulate more, but none of those things are fulfilling you. Because at the core level, what is most important is relationships. And relationships, it's so important. Mm -hmm. And so... This time, to, for us to, to navigate out of that situation of fear over loss of control, is for us to start thinking about how do we create businesses, ideas, creativity, and everything that's all-inclusive, that supports people to where we are going after this coronavirus, such as one of the reasons why we suffer the most on planet Earth is because we weren't taught emotional intelligence in school. So we don't have coping mechanisms. Human beings cope by drinking wine and alcohol and, you know, and tossing a couple back and hitting and going to a party and dancing it off, you know. So this is a time for us to start restructuring, you know, why don't we have coping mechanisms? Who's going to start bringing these coping mechanisms to the forefront? Mm -hmm. You know, how much time are you spending in really taking care of yourself more so than you running around people pleasing everyone to win I'm the good friend award or I'm the best daughter award or I'm the good mom or dad award or I'm the good wife or husband award versus I need to be sustainable. And sustainable means that I need to find my autonomy and get out of codependency and recognize who I am as, as of to who everyone else is. And then really look at how much of your life is actually your life or someone else's life because of the things they told you. That's so good. Right? And then going back to what you said about your friend, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> right? Because the thing is, you have to understand, my love, people can frame you however they want to frame you, but that's their frame. You know who you are, and you have evolved and died many times since that. And so every day you get to you get to recreate yourself something new every day. That's the cool thing about evolution is that you you get to decide what it looks like. You get to decide you know how you talk, how you dress, how you look, what kind of things inspire you. This is your life. Yeah. And so if anything we haven't we haven't learned from the coronavirus is this is the time for us to be so real and realize that true wellness is realness. And in order for us to really be happy, just because everyone's doing yoga, doesn't mean you have to do yoga unless you like it, right? <laughs> You're right. Amen to that. <laughs> you might like blueberry juice. Who knows? You know? <laughs> I like that example. <laughs> or Mario Kart, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is, this is your life. Your life. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, there was this, uh, Bronnie Ware, have you heard of her? That hospice nurse who wrote The Top Regrets of the Dying, and she said the number one regret of all the people she talked to is that they wish they lived a life true to themselves rather than yes. what people expected of them. And that's what you're reminding me of right now. Talk to us about soul talk, rejuvenation, tools for tapping into personal power and, and getting that clarity. Right. So soul talk is about, uh, is about awakening and activating your soul. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we've been taught in society to speak away from ourselves and to build away from ourselves and look towards other people to give us sustenance and nurturing and everything because it's always outside. It's never inside. And in shamanism, it's about the relationship you have with yourself. So I'm going to show you um, a really quick soul talk that I'm going to have you do. And I want you to notice how you feel when you do it. Okay. You're going to speak like you're speaking to your soul. So you're going to use words like, I want you, or, you know, I want you. You're going to say it like that, not I. It's going to be a you, okay? So say this. Say, I want you. I want you. To release the stress. To release the stress. And generate your energy now. And generate your energy now. I feel a surge of energy through my arm. <laughs> yeah, you feel that? <laughs> and I have a big smile on my face. I love it. Wonderful. Yes. Watch this. I want you. I want you. To accelerate your energy field. To accelerate your energy field. Spin your electrons faster. Spin your electrons faster. And bring bursts of joy through your body right now. And bring bursts of joy through your body right now. Yep. This is great. Um, similarly, this is something you could do in the morning. First thing you wake up, look in the mirror and smile even if you don't feel like it. But even then, I didn't have to force a smile because I really was feeling what I was saying. Yes, because a lot of people don't understand that the person you're actually waiting for, like people always looking for this one person to come in their life, the person you're actually waiting for is you to arrive. So when you do that, you're showing up for yourself. You're actually communicating directly to your soul, which then tells your soul that you are present with you. You are in your autonomy. And that's when magic happens. That's when you can manifest anything. That's when you can pull yourself. Like I was working with a nurse in the hospital in New York who was really, really falling sick and feeling stressed out from all the stuff and everything. And I taught her how to soul talk. And she's been teaching all the other nurses how to soul talk. And they said they have not, they have feel so strong in their body. Their immune systems are super strong. They don't feel any stress that they were feeling before because they engage the conversation with themselves to not be affected by those things. It almost makes me want to cry. I'm feeling emotional right now because so many of us simply get in our own way. And that's all that is stopping us is our uh, self-limiting beliefs. <sighs> All that's stopping us is the fact that we don't use words that govern our power. We use words that take away our power when we speak. Like when people say, I hope such and such happens. I, I go to my friend the other day. I said, you know, hope, that's an interesting word, but hope to uh, shamans mean that you don't know what you want to happen. So you're kind of like, it could go this way or it could go that way. That would be like me going to a doctor and, and the doctor says, well, I really hope we can make it through this surgery. So I would be out of that door so quickly. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no thanks. Next. <laughs> Let's talk about the, uh, The rejuvenation. Oh, there's so many good things on this list. Let's talk about that. When I first got on with you, I had brain fog and it's feeling my my mind is feeling very stimulated right now. I must say, is this part of are the tools already at work or how do you calibrate your brain to get rid of that fog and um, stagnation? Well, you see how you said, are the tools already at work? The question, that's a question. Do you, are the tools already at work? You tell me. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I still talked. <laughs> exactly. So, so for, for rejuvenation is really simple. Rejuvenation is about body awareness, mind awareness, emotional awareness, and um, and food awareness, right? And so if we look at it from a shaman, a shamanism, shamanism is about relationships. So relationship is also awareness. So one of the greatest ways to rejuvenate yourself is to take off all your clothes, lay on a bed, lay on the floor, Close the door, make sure you have your privacy, and then say out loud, I want you to begin the rejuvenation process for 10 minutes and breathe. And what's going to happen is you're actually directing your awareness on your body, on your emotions, on your mind, and your body is going to start releasing poisons and energies. Like one person told me they felt metal, they felt like this metal taste in their mouth because the metabolic waste was releasing. Um, one person said they felt chills moving through their body because their body's meridian system was opening up. So it's really amazing. Like watch, you can even just do it right now, just standing here. But the reason why we have you remove your clothes is because clothes is control for human beings. Human beings use uh, clothes to build control so they feel safe. So when you become vulnerable by removing your clothes and doing this exercise, setting a timer for 15 minutes or 10 minutes, however, five minutes, two minutes if you have to, and really do this exercise, I can't begin to tell you how many people who have burnt themselves out as actresses and actors that come to me who are A-list actors and, and, and people who work in the industry who come to me who are in the Wall Street world in the banking world and they do this exercise and they're like, Shaman Durek, I can't believe it. I feel completely restored. That's because your body is waiting for you to give it space. That's why I think the whole thing is that after we come out of the coronavirus, we should create a, uh, some kind of law that every year we take two weeks where we shut off and we give nature a chance to replenish, to mm-hmm. heal. Because look how beautiful the skies are. Look how clean the air is. That's what happens when we disconnect from those things that are constantly aggressively attacking and and make that space for yourself. And that's what you're doing to yourself, and that's what we can do for nature. And it's really powerful. And look, watch. I want you to just experience just, just the energy in your hand. Just put your hand out, and we'll just... We'll just create a rejuvenation just for your hand and your arm and this side of your body. Say, I want you. I want you. To begin to rejuvenate. To begin to rejuvenate. From your hand. From your hand. Through your arm. To your arm. All of the rejuvenation qualities for youth and vitality. All the rejuvenation qualities for youth and vitality. And start now. And start now. I love that concept of talking to you versus I, because it's really, it's like absolute, you speak with conviction and it feels really good. I did not expect this to go this way. Do you see how 
how you feel right now. Yeah. Can you see the difference from the Zoom? Yes. <laughs> my friends will come in and they'll have like wrinkles or they'll have like, and I just do a whole facial on them through and by communicating to their cells and their face and their skin. And there's like, you gotta be kidding me. I look younger. I'm like, of course you do. Yeah. We age because we are bringing not the right things into our body on a food level, on a mind level, on a word level, on an emotional level, and on a, an environmental level. When we correct that imbalance, oh my God, it'd be like little babies walking around everywhere. <laughs> well, when you're happy and you have that happy light energy too, that certainly makes a massive difference. Cause you can tell looking at someone when they're heavy and they have things on their mind and yeah, so this is great. Um, okay. I, and release of dopamine is really, really good for that. Um, okay. Let's talk about world meditation day, May day. It's such a fascinating group of people. I mean, some who you'd expect like yourself and Tony Robbins. I didn't realize Mike Tyson was spiritual. Um, you have Martin Luther King, the third amazing. Uh, and so you have this, this incredible group of people and tell me about it. Yeah. So May day is, you know, is, is really, look, this is the thing. And I always tell people this because one of the things that I put a lot of my energy on is, uh, building energy in people and giving the powers back to them. And every Friday, I do this thing called uh, the Healing Temple, where people come for $10, and I do healing on them for 30 minutes, and people have the most transformative experiences. And so, you know, what I love about May Day, it's the same thing. It's this energy of bringing everyone together. You bring in all of these amazing people who are sharing from their heart love to the world to be able to give you that lift and shift so that you can see the potential of our species and utilize that energy as a beacon to draw away the things that are affecting us right now on our planet. And also to give sustenance and also to give that nurturing for people who are, you know, kind of falling apart right now and lost people. You know, I have a lot of friends who lost people to the coronavirus and I, you know, they come a lot to the healing temple because they're healing from like the wounds and the pain that they feel that they lost their family member to something. So at the same time, it's not just there for the meditation aspect of increasing that global love. It's also there for an interpersonal um, experience of healing yourself and to feel that love that you emanate and that love that emanates into you. So I love the I love the lineup. Deepak Chopra, Will I Am, Akon, Mike Tyson, Satguru, Tony Robbins, one of my best friends, Michael um, um, Bernard Beckwith, Reverend Michael Bernard. You know, we have Marianne Williamson, uh, my girlfriend, Princess Marta Louise of Norway. I mean, it's 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 gonna be lit. It's lit. That's all I can say. So everyone should be like getting involved in it. And I feel so happy and privileged to be asked to be a part of it. And so does my girlfriend. And it's for us being the world couple who is sporting spirituality in the mainstream. And, you know, more so than the, the other world families that I see, you know, they're kind of staying away from that. Right. And the ones who push those boundaries, like we're always getting in trouble and we're always getting written about in the press about it. But at the same time, I look at it like, you know what? Who cares about labels and who's this? And like my girlfriend's a princess. Okay, she doesn't care about that. What she cares about is how are we utilizing our resource to help people to see their resource so they can help people and make this beautiful thing, this chain reaction, this beautiful rippling effect of 
love on our planet so that we're not living in this hierarchy system anymore of like, I'm the shaman, she's the princess, this person's a celebrity, to whatever, it's based on like what we're bringing forth, our vessels, you know? Yes. And that's why I tell people, I'm not your guru, I'm not your shaman, I'm just here to, to, to show you your own leadership, your own power, so we can walk together, leaders amongst leaders. You know, and that's what this is about. It's about stepping into that autonomy, stepping into that healing, and just loving us. Let's love us up. You yes. know, let's love up. Let's love up, yes. you know? Any parting words that you want to leave us with? My only parting words is this, is remember that when you show up for yourself, you show up for all of us. So the more you nurture yourself, the more you love yourself, the more you love up on yourself, which means, like, get full with love with yourself. And really honor your who you are and, and really live your life in an authentic way that's right for you not what other people you know need because some people you're always going to ruffle someone's feathers that means you're actually healing the world because even if you just smile at someone or you just choose to feel love for more than 10 seconds you're healing people in the world that don't even know they're being healed by you and that's the great thing I love about energy is that it's universal. It moves through the trees. It moves through the flowers. So the more we amplify love, the more greater and better we're going to be. Because in order to really change the world, we got to change the people in the world to feel better. And when they feel better, the world will change. Perfect way to end it. Thank you. For more information on Shaman Durek and World Meditation Day, visit the links on our website, ktla.com slash coronavirusdaily. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so tomorrow's episode, episode 50, shows up right in your feed. If you've enjoyed this podcast, whether it be one episode or the last 49, let us know by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Christina and I appreciate the feedback and it helps us keep bringing you content. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Until then, thanks for listening.